0: All right, let's get on with this. So here's what Ryan here's what Surf says. It's really fascinating to me. And we've all taught this, but it's just one more thing, like, like uh, how powerful and fearfully, wonderfully made we are and what we need to focus on is, is life. And it says, uh, um, the more, she says, the more we study engagement or just people in general when they're together, we see time and time again that being next to certain people actually lines your brain with them. This means people you hang out with actually have an impact on your engagement with reality beyond anything you can explain the effect is you become alike. Isn't that interesting? So, uh, so he says, and we've all taught this. We teach this to our kids, etc. said, build a life by surrounding themselves with people who embody traits they prefer. He said, even my graduate students, when they say, how do I become funny? He said, all you need to do is hang out with funny people. That's what he teaches them. Like, I guess you don't need a PhD for that. But, uh, but he's the neuroscientist. They study all this stuff. Isn't that fascinating? So... The headlines The company you keep has an enormous effect on your happiness uh, for surprising reasons, a uh, neuroscientist Moran Surf claims. So, anyway, I was just, that's why it's so important. I think um, whether it's physical health, whether it's mental health, whether it's emotional, anything, guys, it's, it's, there's, there's some value of being in a community of, uh, uh, the church is not this. The church is relational, right? The church is us. So, that's why I think that the fellowships and this is, is a, a, all you guys online. Um, you know if you can man there's just something about gathering if you can with a handful of people I know there's tons of you guys that are watching online right now but if you can start like a little house fellowship or something that you can fellowship and uh, because it's really key you know whether you just need in my opinion you need if there's something going on you need to get around people that care for you and that can go you know what's going to be okay and, and give you a hug and and pray for you correctly not like lord if it's your will nonsense right his will is life. It's, he goes, I didn't, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. So that's his will. And the more we concentrate on love, peace, joy, all the things that Paul tells us, I just believe it overwhelms all the negative junk that we've got. It just somehow it works out. And uh, you know why I know that? Because you're here. <laughs> and so far he's taken us this far and he's not going to leave us any further. Amen? So all right, let's, let's keep, keep going. Uh, uh, and I don't want to spend too much, this is the last week I'll talk about this, but uh, I really want people to understand this because I think when um, it, it fits in with what Archbishop Lahar was saying that uh, does he bless us even when we're the ones who made the mistake? And the answer has to be yes, because we made all the mistakes. He doesn't make mistakes, right? So, but I think most people, be, if they think that sin is this behavior-driven thing or breaking laws, they feel guilty and they feel dirty and they. Lord, I made this mistake and I did this in this relationship or this with with the finances. It really doesn't matter that, you know what? He sees the end from the beginning. Your your end is him. He is the telos is what it says. He's your end, which is completeness in every area of your life. It says the fivefold ministry is to bring you to the fullness of the stature of Christ. So you're complete in him is what it says. So it's to remind you that no matter what, focus on it's going to be okay. We're going to be blessed. He even makes your mistakes to prosper. I know that's hard for people to understand because most of us grew up with this idea that uh, um, you better hear him perfectly, that's why things are going awry. And I'm like, you know what? God, I don't know if I've ever heard him perfectly. Uh, I've done my best, but uh, even if we miss him, he still makes it okay. That's, that's the beautiful part. That's more reassuring to me. So that's where faith comes for me, and faith, that word pistis. Uh, you know, I used to think I could work it up by praying in tongues long enough or something, but it's no, it's it's really it. It has to be an inward persuasion, and the fastest way for me now is to focus on the good news. He loves me perfectly. That means he blesses me no matter what. He heals me no matter what. Uh, there's there's no shadow or turning. It's a done deal in him. That's what gives me persuasion. Does that make sense? Not me, because if it's me, then I might get in a fist fight about the dolphins. Something stupid, right? So uh, anyway. Um, So where is this in Scripture? Romans 8, and we know, I'm trying to get people to know, most people don't know, we know that all things work together for good. All things work together for good. That's pretty good, isn't it? So is mistakes in all things? It is. Is uh, our craziness in all things? Now does he want us? Does that mean that everything's good? No, that doesn't mean everything's good, but what it does mean is he can take our mistakes and even make them good. He can make everything work together for good in his divine plan. So I think it's this mystery that, you know, there's this debate. Is he sovereign? Well, uh, go, God's sovereign, you know. If he wanted these earthquakes to happen, he made it happen. I go, no way. There's no way. He, he, there, he's, he's perfect love. We just look at those water crystals and see what's going on. It's humanity bringing all this stuff. It, you know, Scripture says uh, in Psalm 82, it says, all the foundations of the earth are out of place. Because we don't, we don't remember that we're righteous. We, we've always been righteous. We've always been perfect. We've always been loved. It says, because of that, you fall like princes and like normal men. But I've said, ye are yellow hemes. You're one with me. So it's a fascinating thing to me. So anyway, um, so all things work together for our good. To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And so, is he sovereign? Of course, his will is that none should perish. It's ultimately, he says, his will is the end, is going to be, is Christ is the end. And so, He allows us this decision-making process in the way, and we miss it most of the time, I would say. But uh, he goes, I know you're going to do that. I know you're going to make this mistake, but I'm 10 chess steps ahead of you. I ultimately will will weave this beautiful pattern together so all things work together for your good. I just believe that with all my heart. And that gives me so much more peace than go pray and fast more because you missed him. God, I'll probably miss him again mentally. That's what I'm thinking when when I have to go do that. So I think the peace comes for you guys is, he even makes our mistakes to prosper. And I've seen that over and over and over in our lives, where sometimes, more, she's good, I'm Polish. So, you're sort of, I'm, yeah, you're, yeah, you are a little bit Polish, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm more. <laughs> so, I'm Serbian, Polish, and nonsense is what I am. So, they start every world war over in that area of the world. So, that's where my heritage is. Um, but, uh, Every time we look back, and and did we? Here's how I look at it: I go, I had to go through that. Did I have to go through that? No, we're complete in Christ from day one. But um, I had to go through it. Is uh, there's decisions, and I've learned more in the times that we've made mistakes. Honestly, where was it fun? No, guys, I get it. It can be hell. But here's what I want you to get: is it's going to be okay. He perfect love swallows up all your nonsense. And if we can just keep focused on that, guys, life just starts to spring out of you, even when it, people look at some of your situations and go, you shouldn't be so happy, you shouldn't be so joyful. Like, yeah, I know, I just can't help it. And like, the world's like falling around, down sometimes around us, and like, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, how do you stay joyful? Because we, it's, it's become who we are, because we know that God's got this. He's not sovereign making all these negative things happen, but what he is doing is taking our negative things and making them work together for our good. Does that make sense? He doesn't do any, he doesn't take child, children young. He doesn't cause disease. He doesn't do any of that, guys. That's us. That's on us. That's our thinking on wrong things. That's the sin, is we think about the wrong things until we start to experience it. So that is such great news to Barb and I. We talk about this all the time, because there's a tendency where we can be, we can get defensive about that, where people go, so you're saying that I'm bringing upon this? Yes. Yes. But the flip side is also true. If I got myself into this mess, I can get myself out of it by thinking on the right. That's beautiful to me, actually. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not saying it's all your fault or anything like that. Most of it comes from wrong programming at a young age in our lives. And uh, we've carried the wrong stuff and wrong belief about who we are, etc. Um, and uh, But here's the beautiful part. God's designed us with the ability to change who we are, literally, so we start to experience life. So think about the positive thing on that, because I know people can get really defensive when negative things happen, et cetera. And that's not my point at all. But I would say this even about myself if there's something going on that's not quite right, I'm going to go, Mike, if there's, some, there's some wrong belief that you have about who you are in God. And the beautiful part is you can ask for him to shine his light there and go, swallow all that darkness up so I can start to experience life again. Does that make sense, guys? So I don't want you to get defensive, but it's actually beautiful news that. And the easiest way, guys, is, is feed yourself with, with good stuff. Get around people that are happy, joyful, um, that understand the true gospel. Get around people like that because you become like that. Doesn't that good news? Because your brain waves, when you once you get in contact with people, your brain waves become almost alike. So I we really try hang around you guys. We try hang around positive people, et cetera. Do we miss it? Yeah, sometimes I come, I'm like, oh aching bones, you know that scripture where it says uh, a nagging wife is like aching bones or something like that, God, my bones ache. She's like, who are you around? None of you, so you don't have to worry, because when people are really defensive, they start getting inward right away, so I'm not talking about you, but uh, anyway, so, and then I love how he concludes all this, verse 31, what shall we say, it's really rhetorical, if God's for us, then nothing's against us, hallelujah, no situation, no thing, no, no depression, no marriage struggle, nothing's against you. He's for you. So if you if you can just focus on he's for you, you can go through the midst of hell and come out pretty good. Does that make sense? Is it fun? No. No, but you can have joy even in that like King David when he was Michael we were talking about this, right? But when when it's all pictures of Christ, but there's there's pictures about how we can relate to God that way too. You know, Saul was trying to kill him, everybody turned against him, he was alone in a cave with nothing and he said I had to encourage myself. That was King David. So that's what we need to do sometimes is, is encourage ourselves. And uh, you can't focus on, you know what, he loves me and it's going to be okay for three, four, five minutes and start to feel a little bit better. It's really true. So anyway, so if God's for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but delivered up for us all, how shall he not with us freely give us everything else? So everything you're going to need, is he going to withhold it from you? No. He, he, he withholds no good thing. So if you need something good, it's going to be okay because he freely gives it to you. How we participate is I believe we start to come aware of what's already true about our lives and we start focusing on the right thing. And we, we change situations. Thoughts change things. Our, our spirit changes things. That's the best way to do it. Crazy things. Like you go, it's impossible, but it's okay. So start focusing on the right thing. And you know what? Those, when you're operating in love, joy, peace, the best you can. I know uh, I was sharing this the other day. When we, when we first really started to catch hold of this, remember we had yellow stickies? And uh, we were going to put how many times we were negative. And I couldn't go five minutes without having to put a check there. Is that true? I, and I was like, wow, I can't believe how negative I am. Just, I, I thought that we were always pretty positive, but uh, uh, you, we picked up some bad habits at the Air Force Academy or something. But, uh, and we were fighting like cats and dogs. And no wonder our marriage was struggling because we were focused on the wrong things. We were focused on what's wrong with you, what's this, this, this. But you know what? We started to get around people. We started to feed ourselves with good stuff. And uh, you realize, wow, I can go six minutes now. There's progress, right? But you know what? You start to learn. You start to learn like, wait a minute, I can choose life. And it's a choice in the beginning, but I believe it literally rewires you because God's designed you so beautifully that you can start to experience life in the midst of everything. Does that make sense? So to me, this is so comforting that he even makes our mistakes to prosper because he's for me, no situation, nothing. The creator of the universe, there's so much power. Like when we look at uh, an atom splitting, guys, when they split an atom, how much energy is released? One little atom can take out cities, right? And uh, that's him and he's in you and you're in he. That's powerful, guys. He can overwhelm any situation. And he will when you focus on it. Does that help you guys? All right, let's go to this next slide. So anyway, I actually stole this from BillyGram.org, but it's really great. I'm gonna share what King David was sharing with me. So uh, he's, and he's talking about this very verse that all things work together for a good. He says, the first thing is the certainty of the promise. I love that. See, that's really what faith is. That's persuasion. It's, it's a done deal, guys. All things work together for your good, and he is for you. Yeah, but I made this mistake. Yeah, he's for you. When we were, when we were separated in our marriage Early, for it was it was bad for three years. I know. I, I share kind of intimately with some of you guys, and they're like, "We just can't even see it." I go, "Oh yeah, baby, we can see it. We we you know, we can go back there if we needed." But it, you know what's really fascinating? When we think about it or even talk about it, we don't experience the the negative about it anymore. So we can we can honestly just have these discussions now. I go. Let me tell you about Barb and I were like, it was a mess. Which I'm not saying that we got it all together now, but we've got a, I think pretty great marriage. We really do. It's, it's awesome, isn't it? I'm glad you're in it because I don't have a whole lot to add to the deal, but so <laughs> I can be a participant and go, thank you, Lord, that uh, all things work together for my good. So, uh, um, And I look at that now and I was like, did we have to go through that in God's eyes? No, but did I have to go through it? I had to go through it. I had to go through it so I can love her the way I do now because you can see how hellish it is when we're experiencing these things, when we're fighting like cats and dogs, and literally, till we were separated, and go. You know what? We just knew there was a way. We we didn't do it. No therapist helped us. No. We just knew there was a way. We said, you know what? There's going to be a way. And we focused on the good stuff. Is that is that good good way to say it? We were a mess though, weren't we? <laughs> it's just crazy. But now I'm so thankful that I went through the stuff because I can look at what it's like the prodigal son to me. I feel how terrible it is over here, how little life there is. And guys, religion cannot get it for you. Getting into the word more, praying more, doing all these things more, it, that's egocentric. That's, I can do this thing. And uh, sorry if, if I'm stepping on religious toes, but it doesn't work. The church, the traditional church looks no different than, than the world. You, you know, like that, that nonsense. They don't look any different. In fact, uh, uh, because they're not focused on the right thing. Law consciousness or sin consciousness. Hey, you need to get your act together. Produces more of the same. It's really bad. It's very subtle to me. But uh, when we go, you know what? I'm perfectly loved. He loves me. It's going to be okay. Then life starts to happen, and it'll come out of your spirit. Will be effortlessly. You don't have to do it. So I would just encourage you. Hey, think on good things. Picture yourself how it's going to. Whatever situation you're going on, see the end from the beginning. Picture yourself how it's how. If you could choose what it looks like, this is what it looks like, this is what it feels like, then then life has the ability to flow because God doesn't change. He can't flow in darkness. That's not who he is. But uh, when you start focusing on light, guess what? The darkness literally goes away. It's not that you fought it like spiritual warfare, demons, and all this stuff. It Literally, light doesn't fight with darkness. The darkness just leaves. It's just gone. You guys get it? So there's no demons you have to fight or anything like that. It's here. It's here that we have to fight. Okay. So that's where over and over in scripture. So anyway, the first thing, the certainty, guys, it's a done deal. He's for you. That should get you happy right there. Notice how the verse begins. We know. Paul knows, the early church know, we're trying to get us to know, right? So this is not conjecture. This is not happenstance. This is not perhaps. This is not maybe. This is ironclad certainty. I love that. We know that all things work together for good. It's not hope. It's not vague opinion. Sometimes it may look as if God's plan ebbs and flows. It does. it's really hard. If When we were separated in our marriage, there's no way that uh, you could have said, man, you're, here's, here's, I see you 30 years from now. Here's what your marriage is going to look like, and you'll be helping other people in marriage. I'd be like, you got to go back to your psychology class, man, because you're loony right now. It, I, we couldn't have told you why we went through those things, but I'm thankful we did because all things work together for a good. And now we can honestly... Uh, And I believe that's why what the early church said is anything Christ didn't assume, all of our feelings, all of our negative, all of our uh, situations, he goes, isn't redeemed. I believe that's the incarnation why he goes, I'm not a high priest that doesn't know how bad you feel right now. You can pour all of those feelings on me, cast all those cares upon me, just know I'm for you, I love you, and I'm, how would this be that instead of separation because of sin, which is most of the church has taught, in our deepest, darkest, painful, painful, miserable hellish times to know there's a loving father holding me right here, even though I'm sinning, and he'll never let me go. That would have been more comforting to me than, Mike, get your act together because now God's mad at you too. Does that make sense to you guys? So anyway, hey, God's plan, it seems like it ebbs and flows. Of course it does because we miss him all the time, etc. but it's just go, you know what? He's going to make it work together for your good. It's going to be okay whether it's financial, whether it's marriage, whether it's relational, I don't care what it is, just start focusing on he's for me, he loves me perfectly, a good father would take care of me, a good husband would take care of me, and it's ironclad, it's not gonna fail. Amen? Does that help you guys? So, but God's time is his plan with, will, will be high tide, we, can't, we can be certain we live by his promises. All promises are what? Yes and so be it, right? All right, let's go to this next one. This is kind of funny, because uh, King David came to me and he said, you know what, um, with everything going on with the country and uh, crazy protests and trying to confirm Kavanaugh and all these things, it looked pretty messy this week, didn't it? And uh, um, and I'm not getting into a political thing, yes or no. I, I could care less. Um, I shouldn't say I could care less, but I just know it's going to be okay. And so David was sharing with me earlier. He's like, "Lord, I see all this stuff going on. It looks like our country is being torn apart, and you know, and and." Uh, he said, God gave him the scripture, Genesis 50, 20. And he was telling me that. I said, David, I don't think I've ever talked about this verse, but I'm talking about it today in our service. So that's the oneness in spirit. Does that make sense? And so it's from Billy Graham, but it's exactly right. So he's talking about, think about Joseph in the Bible. Now we know Joseph and all these stories are types and shadows of what? Jesus. But uh, we can also look at that and go, hey, I'm one with him. So if he did it for Jesus, is he going to do it for you? Of course he's going to do it for you, right? So you guys all know the story about Joseph, right? So think about Joseph in the Bible. Think of all the terrible things that happened to Joseph. He was maligned by his brothers. He was thrown into a pit and sold as a slave. Uh, He was lied about and accused of rape. Then he languished in prison. You guys know all the stories. Could it get any worse? Have any of you had it this bad? I haven't, but maybe you have. (laughs) I don't think any of you guys have been thrown in a pit by your brothers and a slave and everything else. Uh, Now it happens around the world. It happens, but I think, you know what? They can encourage themselves in the promises of God. I really believe that. So, but Joseph, as he looked back, said something that is much like Romans 8, 28. Talking to his brothers, Joseph said, as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Or we could say God made all things work together for his good, right? So God meant it unto good to bring it to pass, as is to this day, to save much people alive. Is that awesome or is that awesome? So humanity, and that's obviously a picture of what we did to Jesus, in fact, I don't remember. I was just looking about that. Anybody know how long, was, how long was Joseph in the pit? Was it two days or was it longer? Two years? Oh, so the two's in there. Yeah, okay, the two's in there. It's all types and shadows. Hey, early on the third day he came out of the pit. What was that all about? No, it's, it's over and over and over, the types and shadows. It was two years in the pit or is that in the prison? Prison's the same thing. So he's in prison and, uh, and what, what's Prison. It was death, it was Sheol, it was hell, right? Where that's why it says, the early church said, you know what, he's got the keys of what? Death and, death and hell, right? He's got the keys, he was in prison, he's, but he's got the keys and he led captivity captive and there was a great train behind him. It's so cool to me, all the types and shadows. So the whole point of all this though is uh, even what's going on in our country, what's going on in, in, your, uh, in your situation, guys, you can encourage yourself you can go, it's going to be okay. And if not, get around some of us, and, and guess what? You're, we're going to encourage you. Go, you know what? It sucks. I get it. So we can mourn with them and and, and sympathize with them, but at the same time, we got to go, but you know what? We can choose life. In the, in the darkest of situations, we can go, it's going to be okay. He makes everything work together for our good. We got to get people hoping again. We got to get people going, it's going to be okay. The most desperate situations. sometimes, like I said, we just need to get around some people that can Bring us back to center and go, guys, stop. It's going to be okay. Because he'll even take your mistake and make it prosper. Does that help? Uh, I, know, I know every like business situations, at such when we make mistakes, even now I go, I had to, I had to go through that. Because I, I believe this is, he's, he's training and teaching us to go, don't do that again. Because it, it, it hurt, right? <laughs> it hurts, right? It hurts when you lose a lot of money and different things. It's like, oh, that didn't feel good. I don't think it's anything about did I discern right or anything like that. I think, because there's other people involved in every situation, I think the peace comes uh, from going, even my mistakes, he'll make prosper and work them out. And he's done that. I I look back now and I go, geez, I couldn't have orchestrated that. It's not because we have divine wisdom when we prayed and he gave us this perfect track and we ebbed and flowed is what it said. We just ebbed and flowed, in fact. Uh, So anyway, does this make sense to you? It should be incredibly good news. So Does that help? All right, let's get to the, the, this last slide. So, anyway, any questions on this, by the way? Is it good? Okay. So, I think most of us, um, it's a little hard for us to believe a little bit because our education systems, everything's built around don't fail. Most of my Christian upbringing was don't fail better hear them right, better do this right, better not do that, better not touch this, better stop touching that. So we are so programmed, guys, that we, it's really hard to believe that perfect love keeps no record of wrong. He guides us as we make mistakes and he even turns them into ridiculous blessings. That's just what he does because he cannot deny himself. So even our faith, what we were taught. Ch- you know, get your faith up. Man, that is so egocentric to me. That's so fleshy to me now because I can't increase my faith by shabba dabba, dabba. I see people praying in tongues and their heart is totally in worry. And it just, I don't care how long you you, you do your fast thing and shabba-dabba-dabba until you really start just letting the divine flow of I'm perfectly loved, I'm in union with Christ. There's nothing that he won't, He'll take care of every situation. In fact, if we're carrying any burden, we're not designed for that. We're supposed to cast the burden to him, aren't we? Because he's our caretaker is what it says. Become like children and just trust that he's a good dad, he's a good father. <sighs> One more time, Lord. I don't feel like I deserve it, but I know you, you cannot deny yourself. That comforts me. That comforts me. I don't know about you, but that's where I can find peace. I can find rest for my soul. Like we sing about it, like, oh. Thank you, Lord. You love me perfectly, so I'm going to focus on union. Would a good husband do this for his bride? Yeah. So that's what I know you're going to do for me. And life starts to flow, guys. It, he'll do things in your life that there's no way you can orchestrate it. And now I believe we're, we're, we're living in the grace that's for the day. Like you said, there's enough grace for today. Focus on the day. There's enough nonsense you're going to cause tomorrow. So focus on living life in grace today. Does that, does that make sense? And uh, I know that's what my brother-in-law Mark Sibley, when he, when they, he was told, "Hey, you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna make it through the night three times," and he was he was like skin and bone, eighty pounds, wasn't he? Had to be wheeled around in a, a, a wheelchair because he wasn't strong enough to even walk. Now think about that, guys. The news to him was this disease is hundred percent fatal. You're at stage four and point eight. I don't know if there is a thing, but. There's nothing after four.
1: <laughs> so he was
0: four beyond where the, the doctor's like, you're not gonna make it through the night, three nights. And he, he, he shares his testimony now. He said, you know what? I knew I just, t-. he would look at the clock and how many, what did he say? He would look at it. I just have to make it one more minute. I just have to survive one more minute. And then he had a picture of him walking Christina, who was just on the keys, um, to her prom, right? Or, what would, or wedding, what would, I don't remember. I'm butchering the story. But uh, he, saw, he saw Christina, who was a, a young child at the time, who was just playing keys at an older age. It was either walking her down the wedding aisle or taking her to her first prom or something like that. But that, he was like, you know what? Lord, you're good. I only have to make it one more minute. And this is the vision I have for my life. And he's the only survivor today. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? I love that, to be honest with you. Because, uh, and, I, and I think his own journey, he, we should probably have him share it again sometime, so I'm not butchering it. Um, but, uh, I think it's powerful because even, even for him, he's like, you know what? I had to, I had to get rid of some of my own guilt. I had to get rid of guilt or unforgiveness I had on other people. I had to really just focus on these things, love, joy, peace. And how powerful is that guys? So I don't care what your situation is. None of us are in that right now. Are we? So, uh, uh, he can overcome even that because, uh, That would be, the tendency would be a little discouraging to go, uh, this disease, there's never been a survivor, but get your hopes up, right? (laughs) And you know what? It it worked even then. How cool is that? So anyway, uh, we can just, we can, it's ironclad. That's what's so amazing to me. So you don't have to figure out how it's going to be. You don't have to have enough wisdom to do it, et cetera. He will make all things work together for good. You just live in the now and focus on love, joy, peace, all those good things. Does that help you guys? All right. So get your hopes up. He makes all things work together for good. That's a promise. And so it's so important to choose life. He's not going to judge you from your mistakes. I think that's where most of us are. We go, man, I got myself into this. Or if I would have done this differently and I would have done that differently. And just forget all of that, guys. Right now, he does everything right. So he'll make even mistakes to cross because that's all he can do. He has unconditional love. He didn't one day, because uh, most of us were taught this as, well, that was God before the cross. No, he doesn't change. That was our idea about God before the cross. God never changed. He wasn't angry one time and then somehow killing his son made him feel better. Um, that's what I was taught. But I, I look at that now and I'm like, how, how, but here's how powerful we, when we're programmed like that. Because I think if you take an undiluted little kid and they go, here's God. He loves you perfectly. He says, let the children come sit on my lap. But let me tell you about him. Um, if you don't do it right, he'll torture you for the rest of your life. Now imagine telling that to a little innocent three-year-old. They have to mentally go, wait, what? They have to reprogram themselves to start believing a God like that. And then you realize that, no, the, gods, the whole point of Jesus was to prove that's not who he was. He wasn't like all the pagan gods. He perfectly loved humanity, always has, never kept any wrong. It was us that needed to recondition, be redeemed. We need to be redeemed. Re just means again, right? Re- like repeat means do it again. So redeemed means we had to be deemed perfect in union with him. He came to show us again that you've always been in perfect union with me. I'm re-showing you. That's what the whole redeemed was. We, we turned it into this legal metaphor where somehow we ha- he had to pay a penalty. I was like, I thought if, if God has to pay back the debt, I, then that's not forgiveness. That's paying back for the debt. And then it's like, okay, I'm okay with you again. That's weird. He's perfect love, right? It's easier anyway. So he's come to give you life and life more abundantly. Encourage yourself. He. I, when I was sitting there, I was like, you know what, Lord, you never get tired of blowing our mind. Is really what I wanted to say. You'll make things work out for our good in the most glorious ways. That's the hope we have. Amen. All right, you can get to your feet. If you have any questions, let me know. But uh, uh, I just think sometimes we can get overwhelmed by our situations, overwhelmed by our problems. World's crazy. Guy, the Rockies are 0-2. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like sometimes, it, I get it, life's life. But he says, you know what? You're more than the conqueror in every situation when we focus on our union with him. He will make your situation be okay. So don't give up, guys. Don't give up. He's not offended by you having lack of faith. That doesn't bother him at all. I think a lot of times we had this, at least how I was taught in Word of Faith, like God's done everything he's going to do. He's up there just waiting. Now you, just, little peasant, servant, Christian, get your faith up. What a miserable dad. Right? I would never do that to Solomon. You know, he's, he's, he's an adult. He's, he's making great decisions right now, but if he messed up, I wouldn't go, I've done everything I'm going to do. Good luck, man. Wouldn't you think I'm a, wouldn't you like, that, your dad's a jerk. Wouldn't you? There's no way God's like that. If we, if we, in our heart of hearts go and that can't be, and I know that's why, like, when we see children, and it's just like, who could do that to these innocent kids, right? And somehow we think, if we have, if we can feel that that strongly and that passionately, and we, our, our heart of hearts just rejects that, come on, guys, he's much more, he's way better than we are. So, just follow your heart on that because scripture says I'm going to pour out my spirit on every one of you and everybody's going to know me right here because I'm going to write my rules on your heart not on stuff the old covenant was written the new one's spiritual does that make sense? so just know I don't care how dark it is how miserable you are how hellish it is you can cry out to him and just go you know what this is how bad and painful I'm feeling I need you to wrap your arms around me and just love me right now and hold me and tell me it's going to be okay and he will do it guys He will do it. It's going to be okay. He loves you perfectly. I don't care what you've done wrong, what you've done right. To him, you've got straight A's your whole life. You've always been good. He sees you perfectly and he's never left you in any situation. He's not going to leave you now. He's going to make it okay. Amen? So Father, we love you. We praise you. We just thank you that you make all things work together for our good. Let us just rest in your goodness, your love. You're the God of restoration. You're the God of love. You're the God of healing. You're the God of shalom. You make every part of us complete. So just let us trust in your goodness, your perfection, and our oneness in you, not separation. Because we could never be separated from perfect love. And we're conquerors in everything. It's going to be okay. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen.